On this episode of Writing Tandem... Principle number one is to establish a goal. And my friends, people who write novels, magazine articles, uh, newspaper articles, they all start with this. It is one of the seven principles of good storytelling is where do you want people to end up? What's the goal, right, of this book or this writing? Same thing with your social media. Hi there. This is your host, Vivian, and you're listening to Writing Tandem, a podcast that is all things business, entrepreneurship, and the secrets to operating a successful business while still having a life you love. Whether you're a business owner on the verge of taking that side hustle to the next level or just curious about the world of entrepreneurship, join me as I go behind the scenes of my own business and the businesses of others, unpacking some of the most valuable lessons you can apply today. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to Writing Tandem, my friends. I'm so excited to have you here listening today and to present to you some very relevant information about social media specifically, but I think you're going to be able to use this in a lot of different marketing avenues within your company. And I'm excited about this today because I'm actually going to share with you some step-by-step practical pieces. I recently did a workshop um, with my team, and it was called the, uh, the Creating a Culture of Storytelling. And some of this content is pulled out of that workshop. It seemed to be really compelling and useful for the participants. We had about, oh, 40 or so. Um, they were actually nonprofit organizations uh, who worked within communications who came to this workshop. And we were talking about creating a culture of storytelling, and specifically a piece of it was on um, social media. And so many small business owners, they struggle with social media, whether it's finding the time to make the post or just what to post. And at TandemWorks, we help businesses and organizations with social media as part of their broader marketing and communication plans. And we do that all the time. And um, as we're entering into a new year, for many of you, getting your social media engagement up is definitely on your list. I mean, who doesn't want a more engaged with Facebook page or Instagram, or maybe you've never started a LinkedIn and you've realized that your audience is there. And so you're thinking about that um, and creating content for those social media pages for 2023. Well, in this episode, I'm going to unpack a simple way to start generating story ideas for your social posts. That's one of the key things that we talk about is that your social media posts should always be driven by story. And so I'm gonna unpack that for you and exactly what that means and then practically how to do it. And then I'm also in this episode going to walk you through the seven principles of good storytelling. And you can use those then to make even more engaging posts. So even if you're making a lot of content now, you're feeling confident about your content calendar, I would encourage you still to uh, keep an earbud in because those storytelling principles can always be used and reworked and they can just elevate the content you're already making. Um, And for those of you listeners out there who are just getting started with your social media or maybe you've let it lapse for a little bit and you're coming back and revisiting it, those seven um, principles of good storytelling are going to be so impactful and I just think fun and inspiring to you so that it doesn't feel like a ton of work or overwhelming to get your social media content back on track. That's a big one that comes up with a lot of business owners is they, I hear them say to us, 
I just feel so overwhelmed with my social media. And so this episode today is going to address um, some of that overwhelm and give you some very practical tools that you can use. So I hope you're ready, excited to jump in. A couple of things I'm going to suggest for you with this episode today is that you do grab um, your favorite note-taking tools. Uh, You're going to want to have those. Or if you're driving, obviously don't take notes, please. But if you're driving, listening, or something like that, earbud in, taking care of the kids, etc., maybe just save this episode so that you can come back to it and try the exercises out because I'm going to give you some actual exercises to try during this episode. So it'll be super fun. So note-taking tools. And then bonus, if you have any sticky notes laying around, and I have to laugh about it a little bit, I actually... People kind of know me as the sticky note lady now, even when I go to uh, business client client meetings, other businesses, or I'm just out and about. People who know me are like, oh my gosh, you're you're the woman who loves all the sticky notes and uses them all the time. And I'm like, yes, I am. So if you have some sticky notes laying around, grab those too. And if you don't, then maybe stop by your favorite office supply store and grab a few sticky notes so you can try out this very simple exercise that is going to help you generate a whole stack of social content post ideas. Okay, so I want to jump in first with just this whole idea of so often content creation comes from staring at your screen. Maybe you've got your phone out. Maybe you pulled up your Facebook on your on your desktop, staring at your screen, and you're thinking, okay, I've got to make a post, so what am I going to post today? And we're kind of just picking things in the moment at random. Uh, maybe it's like a photo. Maybe you go through your camera roll. I've done this for sure. <laughs> Certainly many years ago um, when I first started my business, this is how it worked. I would go through my camera roll and be like, well, this is kind of an interesting picture. I guess I'll use that one. Or sometimes I would look around my location and I would snap a quick picture right there in the moment. Um, Maybe I'd add a couple lines of text. And usually I was writing something about how they should come check out my thing. Or um, they should be so impressed by something that I made or did. That was usually what the caption was. And And then that was that, right? And so I had made a piece of content. Yay me. Pat myself on the back. So I don't know, does that sound a little bit familiar? Have you ever made content that way? Um, It's very common, but likely it's not being particularly strategic to what the big end goals of your business are. And more than likely, it's not truly showcasing your business and how incredibly unique it is and what the story is behind your business or connecting into the story of your clients. And those posts often don't really highlight the true authenticity of your brand and your business and the reason why your brand and your business exists in the first place and those things that really connect in with people. But of course, you did get a post out there. So congrats to you, right? That's awesome. But I'm, I'm talking now about taking it to the next level. How do we graduate from sort of just making random posts when we feel the urgency? That often happens too, like, uh, not enough sales coming in or haven't sold enough tickets to my event or haven't had a whole lot of foot traffic or I, I can't find anyone to hire. And so like, what do we do? We go, oh, I'll just throw a post up on social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, whatever your platforms are. And then we kind of like sit back and wait. And we are so often then disappointed 
because there isn't a whole lot of engagement on the post. And then I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, social media doesn't work for me. I think the reason for that is, is that there, <laughs> people can tell when something's just hastily put together and thrown up and it doesn't really tie into any story. Um, there's no strategy there. It's inconsistent. And so I think the disappointment really comes more from a lack of preparation and thought. And so that is what we're going to unpack today is just how your social media posts need to be your brand stories. They need to be driven by the stories of your brand. And they need to be driven by the stories of your audience as well. So there's two parts, right? There's two sides. It's like when you watch a great Netflix episodes and shows. I love when, or a really great book, right? I love when there's kind of like the main character and you're hearing their story. But then there's those side characters and you're hearing their story too and they start kind of weaving together. It's the same with our businesses and social media. We have our story, the business's story, but there's also the story of our clients and our audience. And when we can start weaving those together and you can see that happening, it's, it's quite magical. So let's talk story first. Every time you make a social media post, I want you to think of it, literally picture it in your mind as if you are showing up at a party. And you're going to need something to say, right? You walk into the party, you've got your vegetable tray, you're looking around. Like your, your next move at a party is to say something to engage with people, right? I mean, that's what most people do at a party, um, unless you're a wallflower. And then you don't necessarily have as much fun at the party, right? Well, your social media is a party. It's, it's literally a giant party that's happening all the time on every one of your social media pages. And you're hosting that party on your page. And you can go visit other people's parties too. Um, and we'll talk about that maybe in another episode about just engaging and, and how to do that well. But let's say we're going to take this uh, word picture a little farther. Let's say you show up at this party or you're hosting the party and you have your vegetable tray. If you're boring, if the things you say are boring or predictable or, have, or, or you just really have nothing to talk about, people will move along to something that's more interesting to them, right? They're like, hey, you know, thanks, this is a great party, uh, but we're going to head out. The same thing can happen on your social media pages. If you're not being interesting, if you're not engaging with your audience, your guests at the party, they will move on. But when you connect with people and you share some of your story, things start to happen. At this party, right? Conversation sparks. They tell a story that relates back to the story you said, or they start to ask questions about the story that you told. I mean, think about this. This is what happens at parties all the time. Now, you also don't want to be that guy, right, who shows up at the barbecue, the neighbor's barbecue, and all you do is talk about yourself and you don't let anyone get a word in edgewise, right? And so I talk about that all the time of when we show up on our social media pages, it's great. We want to tell, tell our stories, but we also want to invite that conversation back. And when you've been at a good party and you're around people who do this, you know who those people are, right? They're like so fun to be around. They tell the best stories, but they also allow you to tell a story back or to ask questions. They don't make it all about themselves. And that's really one of the key things when you're on your social media pages, right? Remember that it is the barbecue. Your Facebook page is the barbecue. Your Facebook page is the party. Your LinkedIn page is the party. 
Now, if you struggle a little bit with what to say, or maybe you feel a little awkward, or maybe for some you have so many things that you want to say, so many ideas, you feel scattered, you're kind of all over the place, don't worry. (laughs) Um, We're going to define a whole lot of brand story topics and things that you can use as posts in your social media party, and we're going to do that right now. So I'm going to help you out with a couple of questions to get started with when you're trying to generate what am I going to say on my social media pages that would be engaging and start to reveal my story as well as connect with my audience story. So if you have them, grab your sticky notes and your favorite pens. By the way, Michaela and I have our own favorite pens and they are important to us. And I only like to do this exercise with my favorite pen. Um, So I'm gonna encourage you to get your favorite pen because it makes it that much more fun. Maybe we'll link to the show notes, Michaela's favorite pen and my favorite pen. And then you can check those out and see which one you like better. But okay, so pause this real quick, grab your sticky notes. I will wait right here and then we will jump in. Okay. So you've got your sticky notes. I want you to pull seven sticky notes off and write one of the following questions on each sticky note. So only one question per sticky note. Okay, everyone got that? So question number one, what makes my brand or business unique? So just write that on a sticky note. Okay, question number two, what is it about my brand that others connect with? So write that question down on a sticky note. Next one. What are things about my brand or my business that people have to know or should know? So that's the next one. Okay, question four. What about my brand am I passionate about? Question five. What about my brand am I proud of? Six. So remember, these are each one of these going on its own sticky note. Six. What value does my brand brand bring to the world? And I I put world specifically. Um, You could say my audience or my community, but I'm really curious to know, what is the value that you bring to the world? That starts to get super interesting. Okay, last question. What is interesting about my brand? Okay, so you've got seven sticky notes in front of you, one question per sticky note. And as you probably guessed, you're going to start answering those, right? Now that you have those questions on seven individual sticky notes, I want you to pick one, whichever one you feel most inspired by. Start with that, grab some more sticky notes, and then begin answering that question. And try to answer it with maybe four or five questions each, right? And then go to the next one and write answers to that, to that next question. Go to the next one, write answers to that question. And at this point, you're going to start sparking ideas for them. And so I like to do this exercise and actually spread them out in front of me because sometimes I have an idea for one and then that sparks an idea for another. And I just keep writing my answers to these questions and stacking them on top of the sticky note question. As I'm doing that, I am starting to build a whole stack of post ideas that I can use. So to take this one step further, one of the things that I like to do is maybe pull one of those answers that I have. So let's say I wrote down, you know, what is interesting about my brand? Well, one of the things that's interesting about my brand is that it is female owned. Um, I have a co-owner, Michaela, and we met in photo school. So maybe I wrote that down on my sticky note. The thing that I do next is I say, hmm, can I tell a story about that? And so I'll start to think of what is the story I can tell 
that describes that answer. And what we're doing then at that point is we are making content. You're literally making your post content, but you're making it about the stories about your brand or stories about your audience. So I gave you seven individual questions that you can ask, try the exercise out with, but guess what? My team has come up with a whole list of these questions, a gazillion of them, if that's a number, but it's a lot. It's a whole sheet full of questions just like those, and I would love to make that available to you. So there will be a link in the show notes if you would like more questions like those just to spark how you can have engaging and interesting topics to talk about on your social media, the party that you're showing up to, then I want you to go grab that link or go down to the show notes and you can grab that sheet that we have for you. It's a free download and I would love for you to try that out. And then let me know which questions inspired you the most, which ones did you end up using on your social media pages. So fun little exercise there, right? I I think it's super fun. And now we have an interactive podcast. I think that's fun as well. But I also wanted to share with you Okay, great. So now you've got this whole stack of different ideas, but how do I tell a good story? I know for me, I was, I don't feel like a good copy or caption writer. Uh, That really is much more Michaela's wheelhouse, and I'm so thankful to be partnered up with her. But the fact is, I do write captions for social media. And Okay, so full disclosure here, when I first started my business on my own, pre-working with Michaela, it was a, a photo a photo business and took lots of pictures of families and kids and babies and things like that. And um, <laughs> when I would make a post, I would literally kind of go through my camera roll and like, hmm, here's a cute picture from a photo shoot. And I would post it and then I didn't know what to put for a caption, like ever. And so this is a true story. I would Google song lyrics and then I would pick some random song lyrics that seemed to sort of match the, the picture And I would copy and paste the song lyrics in, and that was my caption. Guys, don't do that. It's not usually very compelling. I mean, sure, break the rules if it makes sense, but that's not the best caption. But I didn't really know principles of storytelling. I didn't know how to write good captions. So I'm going to save you from that right now. I'm going to share with you seven principles of storytelling that you can use in your social media posts. And I'm going to throw in a bonus here. I'm also going to share with you one common misconception that will literally kill your story. So hang on for that. I'm going to share that one right at the end. One common misconception that people do all of the time on their social media in their captions that will kill your story. So, okay, but seven principles. Let's start there first. Principle number one, you need to have a goal for your story. So what do you want to establish with the post? Do you want to sell something? Do you want to entertain people? Do you want a high engagement rate? Do you want someone to share that post? So be sure that the goal is established so that then you can reflect it in the copy. What do you want them to understand? So like, what is it, right? Do you want them to come volunteer, maybe visit the website? send an application, or maybe you're just, the goal is to create more empathy or understanding, and you're not necessarily going to be able to track it through likes or shares or something like that. That can be a goal as well. But principle number one is to establish a goal. And 
my friends, people who write novels, magazine articles, uh, newspaper articles, they all start with this. It is one of the seven principles of good storytelling is where do you want people to end up? What's the goal, right, of this book or this writing? Same thing with your social media. Okay, number two, be authentic. So be real. Use language you would use. Use images that make sense, that make sense to you that you would use. Be careful about the stock photos, right? If it fits your brand, great. But if you're in the Midwest and you're posting pictures that are supposed to represent your potential clients, like are there palm trees in the background? That doesn't make any sense, right? So also think about your style. There are lots of best practices that are touted out there. There's so many things that are trends. And by all means, give a trend a try. But make sure that you're staying authentic to who you are, what your brand is, what your voice is. And then I also want you to remember to share the real moments. So in the spirit of being authentic, remember that stories come in all sizes. Sometimes the smallest little story has the biggest impact. And so sharing the story about how one of your team members did something nice for somebody else, that can be one of your most engaged with types of posts versus the post about your brand new product launch or how you updated your website, right? So stories come in all sizes. And don't forget that. That's one of the big things people say, I, I just don't have anything more to post. I don't know what to post about anymore. It's like, well, have you really dug in and mined all of those authentic stories out of your brand yet? Okay. The next one of the seven principles, um, this is number three, is to be relatable. Make your story immersive. So paint a picture of things that are universally relatable moments that tie into people's authentic and relatable feelings, their dreams, their hopes, their challenges. Tie your story back into your audience's story. So let's see, let's use an example here. Let's pretend that you own a nursing home with a Facebook page and you create posts for your audience and maybe your audience is children of aging parents. So, and you have a state-of-the-art facility. That's one of the things you're very proud of. You know, it's something you wrote on your sticky note. Um, one thing I'm proud of, state-of-the-art facility. We're high rated. Okay, great. How are you going to make that piece of information relate to your audience? The audience of, you know, young adults, well, I guess they wouldn't be young adults. Let's say they'd probably be more there, what, 40s, 50s would probably be about right for aging parents thinking about using a facility like yours. So let's think about those people for a minute. What are they doing in life? Well, they are probably business folks, they're professionals, probably travel and things like that. Okay, great. How are we going to make the facility that we have, our state-of-the-art facility, tie into them and make a post that they're going to relate with? Well, Okay, so here's an idea. If they're traveling business folks, they probably stay in hotels. So what if you made a post that talked something about, hey, remember that time you stayed at a three-star hotel and how that felt pretty good, it was nice, but then your company put you up in that five-star hotel and it was amazing and it smelled so good and the service was just awesome and you just felt like a rock star the whole time you were there. Imagine how it would feel for your parents to be in a less than ideal caring facility versus our top rated five star facility. So do you see what we've just done there? We've made the post so much more relatable to that audience versus just saying, hey, we have the best facility in the area. You really should think about having your parents come stay here in their old age when they need that special care, right? Way less relatable. So yeah, it takes a little creativity 
and a little extra thought, but it's worth it in order to get the engagement. Tie it back in, my friends, to your audience's story. Make it relatable. Okay, senses. Hey, I just used this as, as an example. Remember how that hotel smelled? It was so great. Engage the senses in your posts. Engage the senses in your stories. You know when you, <laughs> this funny story I like, or analogy I like to tell is like, okay, so who has listened to Jaw or listened, who has watched Jaws? Have you ever watched the movie Jaws? I know I did as a kid. It was terrifying, like so scary. He's circling around. You got the da-da-da-da-da going, right? Okay, watch Jaws. I challenge you. Watch Jaws again and turn the sound off. Is it as scary? No, <laughs> because they're engaging the senses through sound, right? They're using that music. You can do the same thing on your social media posts. Use the senses. Describe the moment in great detail or be specific about the person and paint a picture of them or make sure that I can see, touch, feel what it is that you're talking about in your post. Describe how I feel in this place. Remember, we have five senses and you can use those as a storytelling tactic even within your social media posts. So if you're a bakery, easy one, right? Tell them how the chocolate muffin smells and tastes and the texture. If you're a clothing boutique, describe the essence and the vibe and the sound of the music when I walk into your store. Make me want to be there. Transport me there. If you're an electrician, describe how you go out into the bitter, cold, the sub-zero weather and you handle the projects so that I, the client, doesn't have to. There's ways to engage the senses. You can engage the senses whether you're a bakery or in your electrician, right? There's ways of doing that. It's very impactful and it makes such a difference in your social posts. Okay, next one, use a hook. Any good story starts by grabbing your attention, right? It's like those trailers. I keep referring to Netflix, but it makes perfect sense for this. Use a hook. Like you watch those trailers and what do they do? They suck you in. Any good story starts by grabbing your attention by utilizing the art of a hook. Now, a hook can be things like a question. It could also be a stop word. A stop word would be um, things like don't, never, stop now, order today, you need this, stop looking. You can also use negative things. And so I, I gave a couple of those like you starting off by saying don't or never or bet you can't, etc. Negative words will stop people faster than the positive words. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that feels terrible because I love positive vibes. But you can always spin that into something positive too. It can also be an emoji. So just grabbing people by starting your caption with a picture versus with a word. That can be a hook. Um, it can be a great use of the senses. So what we just talked about, maybe you open up your post by engaging them through the senses. It can also be a quote. So that can be a great way to use a hook. But use a hook, super important. If you can't engage them in that first you know, sentence or first couple of words, then you've lost them. They've scrolled by. They're like, ah, this party's boring. And then they move on to the next one. Okay, next principle I have for you. This is principle number six. Uh, keep it simple. So when somebody looks at your story, they're reading the story through your post, can someone who just encountered this post and your story understand the message? Do they get it? Do they have enough within that one single post to understand what the heck is going on? 
This is one that I see people do, uh, business owners do all of the time. They make a post as if I know everything about their business and as if I have been following their page avidly, like literally just on the edge of my seat, waiting for this next post to come out and I have full contextual understanding of their business, how it works, what they offer, you know, and all those things. My friends, it's just not true. Like as much as I like to think that you all out there are just on the edge of your seats waiting for the next Tandem Works post to come out on our Facebook page, I just know that's not true, right? And so our goal when telling a story is also to keep it simple enough. These are little tiny mini stories. Keep it simple enough that it is so clear and so easy to understand that I'm not lost. Because that's the other thing. Have you ever walked up to a conversation that's going already at a party and you can tell you're walking up in the middle and you don't really know what the setup was and they're kind of in the middle of the con- of the conversation in the story and you can't really get your footing you don't know what's going on and so you just kind of wander away right and find a new story to engage with because you don't know what's going on here so make sure that each of your stories that you're telling in your posts that you have truly included everything you want them to understand you could try reading out loud that will help you find things in there where you're like, oh, wait a second, I'm referring to this thing that they would know nothing about, right? And do they know like what, what to do next or do they know like what the details are here? One of the things that we tell people, like you've probably heard that people need to have a touch point seven times, seven different touch points before they remember something or engage with it. Michaela and I joke around the studio all the time, it's not seven, it's 37 times before they remember it. So you have to make it simple so that it sticks. You think people know your brand, but they don't. I can't tell you how many times I think that my closest friends and family know the ins and outs of my brand and they don't even know, right? So how is it that we're expecting our audience to know everything about our brand and then to have this kind of random post like, oh, and then we released the new product and you're like, what are you talking about, right? So describe it again, tell them what you do, say it over and over, and think of it as if someone just started following you. Because even if they didn't just start, start following you, the likelihood that they saw your last eight posts isn't high. So on social media, people usually only see about 3% of your posts um, if they're not really super engaged with your page. Okay. And you know, one of the things, the pushback I get on that one is, but I don't want to be boring, Vivian. I don't, I don't want to bore my audience. Like I don't want to be saying the same things over and over again. And my, my response back is very rarely is a business being boring by telling their story again. The only way you really become boring on social media is when you just talk about yourself all the time and you only want people to come look at your thing, buy your thing, and you're, you're essentially harassing them, right? Where you're like, check me out, check me out, check me out. And you're like, okay, well, this is boring. It's like my neighbor next door who's just all the time talking about themselves and never lets me get a word in edgewise. That's when your page gets boring. Okay, number eight, or pardon me, not number eight. That's coming up next, the bonus. Number seven principle for good storytelling is does your audience know what they should do next? So the CTA, the call to action, you need action. Be blunt, be direct, and only give one call to action. 
and make sure, my friends, that you tie it back to your goal. So do you see how we came full circle here? You make a goal, you make it simple, clear, you engage them, and then you give them an action step. So the worst is when there's a ton of friction. For example, let's say that you're making that social post and you want them to go visit your website. Great, that's fabulous. You want them to go visit the website because you want them to ch check out this thing. Awesome. You've used all of the tactics here. You've told a great story. You've immersed. They're like, oh, this is so interesting. I'm so in. I'm so excited. They totally get me. I click on the link. And instead of taking me directly where, um, where that product is or directly to the event or directly to the blog post where I can read more, it takes me to the homepage. I hate this, my friends. <laughs> like the friction. It is the worst. Now I have to look around on your homepage and try and think, well, do I click on this up here to get to that thing that they were talking about? Or do I click over here to get to that thing you were talking about? No. Get them directly where you want them to be. If you want them to send you a message, tell them how to send you a message. If you want them to give you a phone call, give them your phone number, right? Don't make them go hunt around and look for these things. Eliminate the friction. Okay, I promised that I would give you a bonus here. This is the thing that will kill the story of your social posts. And people do it all the time. I see it a ton. I see it a ton with nonprofits for sure, but 100% I also see it with small businesses on their social media. And that is they only use numbers and facts, right? My friends, your story is not the numbers. It's not how many people you served or how many star ratings you have or the number of people on your team, or the different the number of products that you have, or, or any of those things. It's not about the stats. It's not about the percentages. It's not about those things. It is not about the numbers. So when you're thinking about and looking at the stories you're, you're sharing on your social media, I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I sharing a story, or am I just sharing facts and figures? The numbers and facts support a story, but they are not the story. And so I would say make your social media posts that are just fact-driven or figure-driven very few and far between. Certainly there's opportunities to use those, but in general, you want to make sure that they are tying back into a story and that you're using facts and figures to support the story. Because a story is not the numbers. They just support it. Numbers and facts just support the story. So watch out for that one on your social media pages um, because that is one of the things that will kill the vibe of your page and kill that story, that great story that you have very quickly. As if you're just making it all about facts and figures and, you know, office hours are X, Y, Z and, and things like that. Okay, so real quick. The seven principles was one, set a goal, two, be authentic, three, make it relatable, four, start with a hook, five, engage the senses, six, keep it simple, seven, offer an action step, and then that big, um, that big killer is it's not about the numbers. It's about a story, and you can use numbers and facts to support the story. So that was the bonus one. And I'm, I'm just, 
I'm so excited to get to unpack these with you. I know this is a little bit different episode. It's a little more like knowledge and teaching. This is one of the things I love to do. I love to break concepts down step by step. It's one of the things that my team at Writing Tan or we are in Writing Tan, my team at Tandem Works is super great at is is helping businesses and business owners and organizations really dive into and break down ideas and principles and theories because it's one thing and I love talking about theory and mindset and ideas but it's another thing to be able to dive in and really unpack it with you and go okay that sounds great Vivian but how do I do it? So I hope that this episode was very helpful for you and that you gained some new insights here and have a couple of practical tips that you can use to start populating out your social media pages for the new year, which is coming up. So I'm excited to see how you guys use these things. I would love to have your feedback. If you use some of these principles and you have success with it or you have questions about it, Feel free to reach out and our team would love to help out with that or answer questions or even to review something. If you would like to send us a social media post, have a a look at it and review with you, I would be more than happy to do that. All right, my friends, I will see you again in the next episode. And until then, grab those sticky notes and start practicing some of these social media tips. Writing Tandem is recorded on location at the studios on South 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa in cooperation with Todd Studer Productions.